from the heart of New York City. He is the human suplex machine. This is the Taz Show. Yeah, yeah. Talking wrestling, sports, and beyond. It's the Black Tower Maniac coming out of Brooklyn. The one-man crime spree. He gonna leave you shook. Try to beat him if you can and survive if he lets you. Human suplex and he coming for you too. Better watch out. The guy your mother warned you about. And he's got one question I'll inform you about. Like, you're not afraid of a little competition, are you? Award-winning host and former world heavyweight champion, Taz. All right, all right, all right. Yo! What's going on, kids? Welcome to the Taz Show, a Thursday edition of the uh, Taz Show. Going to give you uh, some insight, some fun, some uh, conversation, talk some NXT, possibly some Lucha Underground. And we're going to do all that here for the next two hours, probably open up the Facebook Live later on. So uh, I want to thank everybody who's listening live right now at TazShow.com. Or maybe you are um, possibly watching the show live at TazShow.com, which would mean you're a Don. You're a stud if you're doing that. That's what I want you to do. I want you to watch it at TazShow.com, please. If you don't, that's okay, too. I'm not mad. You could also uh, be listening to to the on-demand, audio-on-demand version of the show at uh, iTunes or Play It or TuneIn, or Spotify. Several platforms to listen or watch the show, and uh, it's much appreciated. So going to have a good time here. Going to do that for sure. Going to talk, like I said, about NXT and a couple other items, some football stuff. There's some baseball news about a pitcher I care about. Get into that in a second. If you want to call the show, it's a very simple process, guys. You know I'm accessible. Hopefully I can get to all you guys today because I'm going to have a busy show. But we're going to give it a shot. Attention hotline fans. Very simple deal here, 866-475-2948, 866-475-2948, so that's the deal on that. We're on the cusp of, uh, this is the, well, this today and then tomorrow, and then the captain's gone, the the, the producer of the show, so uh, Cap, uh, yeah, you're sitting there next to the big Rob the Viking and, and Cap, so you know, this is like, you know, it's crazy, a lot of people are, are, are very upset. There, I, I, there are people that are basically throwing themselves into their walls at home or in their offices. I'm hearing there's, there's a lot of, you know, just it's just bad. It's just <laughs> there's people that are very upset that you're leaving. Like they're, they're not mad at me. It's not my fault. No, it's definitely not. But it's like it's here after you know all the time and, and giving notice. You know, close to <laughs> seven months ago. Just about. It's it's finally here. My my letter of resignation was attached to my resume. <laughs> I think I think that people probably think this is still a work. Oh yes, yes, some definitely. people, some, some people think it's work. Not I most know it's a shoot, but I really do. I think some people, and sometimes I sit there and I'm thinking, is this a work? That's what I think. And is it? No, it's not a work. I, 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 you know, it's not. So yeah, the captain, you will be gone, and and you're going to be missed. You know, so if I don't tell you tomorrow. Plus, I'm probably going to be <laughs> rushing out. <laughs> yeah. As soon as the show ends, I'll be running out of here. No, no. I- I'm probably going to be mad tomorrow. On a Friday? <laughs> well, uh, I- not at you. Just mad. I'm gonna- a happy Friday. I guess I had two days where I was in a good mood. So there's a good chance. I know the m- many days. You know, if you 
read the old dirt sheets. You know, Taz you're playing always, the percentages. Yeah, well, Taz is always in a bad mood. You know, you got to. Yeah, that's always what the dirt sheets say. <laughs> They've been saying that since '97. <laughs> Paul Heyman created that nice black cloud over me on, <laughs> uh, behind the scenes and on camera. That you know, and all of the, the my lovely former ECW alumni. That Taz is always miserable. So, you know, I have to have at least three or four days a week that I'm angry. So tomorrow is one of those days. So before tomorrow comes, I just want to tell you that, you know, I, I, I your work here, and I'll put you over tomorrow. It might just be violent. <laughs> but I'll put you over sincerely. But your work here was underappreciated by everybody in this company, in my opinion. Well, thank you. Except me. And Video Brian and John, no disrespect to Rob, you're new here. Of course. The guys that have been on the show a long time. Brian Corson, you know, Kells. <laughs> we all appreciate everything that you've done, and I mean that. Well, thank you so, very much, yeah. and again, thank you for the opportunity. You're going to be missed. It's going to be hard. I don't know how I'm going to survive, but I will. <laughs> I, b I believe you will. I will survive. Because I'm better than you. <laughs> Not I mean, only I, survive, but I, thrive. I will thrive and survive, and I'm better than you. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so, so this is just turning into every other day. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, really. I mean, pe look, some people that aren't on the show, don't have a voice on the show, people don't know, the fans don't know, that they're, you know, they're realizing, like, how, wow, this guy really did a lot, meaning you, the captain. Yeah, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that a lot, a lot of people don't know. I think the Viking himself, he's... You're learning there's a lot that this guy did or does. Oh, absolutely. I've gained a lot of respect. Mike, for him. Bro, Mike bro, you got to talk to him. I gave him a lot of respect. Yeah. After after the, the last month or so, and the stuff that he does from A to Z, soup to nuts, and what we do behind the scenes uh, in, in the show, not to yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know uh, say a lot about what we do, but it's a lot. And uh, people, the people out there real, uh, should realize... You know what Thomas meant to the show and, w and what he does on a daily basis. It's a lot, a lot, and and there's a lot that goes on in the show. And you know, and, and I hate to be, uh, uh, you know, that guy, but like amongst the now, you know, Rob, you worked at for a long. You still work at, C at the network, at CBS Sports Network. Done a lot of those bigger shows, what WFAN, and that's the mothership. You know, right. and I love those people over there. They treat me great. And um, but. You know, we're, we're a streaming show, so we're not a broadcast show. And most of you folks out there that are listening on demand or watching on demand or listening live, you're not listening on the radio per se, okay? So it's it's a different situation. We're streaming, right? Mm -hmm. So when you're streaming, and, and Rob, you know this because you, and, and you work at the network, there's a perception that it's a smaller show right? than the broadcast shows. Right. It's no disrespect. It's a fact. Cap, right? I mean... Yeah, that, definitely. But I think the way our uh, the media industry is changing and everything shifting over to right. audio on demand right. and shifting away from terrestrial radio. Correct. Yes. You know, we're. Uh, I agree. No, no. But I'm saying the perception amongst maybe some of the bosses or even some of the on-air talents that have. I'm not trying to be nice. I'm oh. trying to attack people. <laughs> oh, this yeah. is not Absol me being no, nice. Abs no, this, this absolutely. Is, this you, is, should, you should see when when Boomer and Carton have to do like a post-show pod. Pot, they actually they do podcasts like, yeah, a, like a post. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe we have to do this. We just did four hours on the air. Well, from a talent perspective, I do understand their point on that. That's not what I mean. What what I mean is this. What I'm saying is like you know, 
uh, I'm trying to educate fans, you know, because I, I, I pull back the curtain a lot with the pro wrestling business, obviously, from all my experience. But I'm trying to educate the fans how it's done in broadcasting, too, from a radio perspective, that there is sometimes a perception uh, when a show is a streaming show or just a podcast, a weekly podcast, no matter what network it is, if it's on Play.it or if it's on Podcast One or if it's on the other million podcast networks, no matter where it is, you know, there's a perception Ah, that's just an internet thing. That's just right. a stri- and and what they don't realize, like with some of those shows, not all. Some of them are just simple podcasts where it's a guy with a recorder recording himself for one hour with breaks and reads, mm-hmm. and then he sends it to some producer and the guy edits it, the stuff. Yeah, that's a lot easier than what happens here. Correct. So all the time that I get pissed off that some people call this show a podcast. The guy who should have been really getting madder than me is you, Kevin. <laughs> right or wrong. And and Video yeah. Brian. I mean, yeah. like, what you guys do. You know, like, podcast my ass. Like, <laughs> it's every day of editing and run sheets and, and video editing from Brian and lower thirds and graphics and uh, so much involved here. It's a true broadcast show that is on the internets. But... Some of the now I don't know why I'm talking about this. I think because I'm trying to build myself into a bad mood. <laughs> I think that's what's happening. I'm just trying to make myself matter. But it's like you I still have time. I didn't hear a niner. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got I got the puck. This calms me down. I squeeze it mm. so I get when I get stressed a little bit. So you know, I, like for me, I I use what not just here at CBS, but when anyone in broadcasting thinks of a daily streaming show. If they think ill of it or small of it, they look at it small, that really gets me motivated. And that makes me want to bring out the best shows and the most entertaining and insightful shows for two hours. And how we're still flirting around with the idea that maybe in the future, near future, maybe in 2017, we shall see, the Taz show might be three hours a day. Okay, it could be. Maybe not. We don't know. This is a business, guys. It's not as simple as saying... Hey, don't do three hours now. Well, you know, Taz needs to make more money. Are you are you busy next week? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, there needs to be more pay involved. Like I, I'm just like you guys out there. You guys work, you get paid. I need to get paid, and if I'm doing more work, I need to get paid more money. It's a very simple thing, you know. So, and not just me, but my staff needs to get paid more money. It's just the way it goes. The more work you do, the more you got to get paid. It's just that's life. So, anyway, my point is, look, and the people at the CBS Sports Network are awesome to me, and whenever I've done specials, you know, we did the WrestleMania special and the Survivors, the Survivors, and the WrestleMania special and the SummerSlam special, we had, you know, nothing but love from everybody at FAN, from the bosses down to every board op that was there, and everybody at CBS Sports Network, and I predict that very soon there might be an announcement about another special, and I'll just leave it at that. So it's very, you know... Uh, I'm very appreciative of those guys, and I know they appreciate me. But some of the guys, uh, uh, some of the people that work there, I think look at the show. I'm just looking for a fight. You are. I really am. Because I've spoken to several people at the station about the show. And they knocked it, right? Uh, A few. Oh, did they really? Yeah. When we're off air, let me know the names. I'm on the way out. (laughs) Somebody knocked the show. You don't have to say their names here. A few people, uh, well, I will say that, well. Maybe give their Twitter handles out? No. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, they were just curious as to like the format of the show. That's and, not and, knocking and, the show. And if it works, and if it works, I was like, uh, yeah, it works. Like, well, people, why? But that, that, because that's I, not knocking I, Because it. they they're wrestling. They don't like wrestling. They're not wrestling fans, so they don't. Are these people the high show. level people? No. Are they on-air talents? No. Oh, then I don't care about them. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding like that. I'm I'm arrogant like that. Like if they're not if they're not executives and 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 they're not on-air talent, then I really I'm not gonna. Then they're just a lot of those guys that work there. Uh, you know, they they they're working a lot of hours. You've done it. Mm-hmm. You still do it. So they're bitter in general. I would agree. Well, <laughs> when, when you get the chance to come here, then you see how hard it is. So you should, when you go there, just a suggestion. Maybe you should let them know that Taz say, is a pain in the ass. It's a tough show. Well, I won't say that, but I will say that I will say that there's more that goes into this two-hour show than a four-hour show that I did last night at WFAM. Yes. See, that's what I'm saying. And not only more, but I would say about ten times more. Yeah. And I believe you. I be- and I think the guy sitting to your right or left of oh, the he beard. Knows. Yeah. He knows. He knows. You know, anybody who does any kind of producing or bought up or any kind of audio work, nevertheless video, just you, to show you yesterday, I'm sure I had no video. No, not at all. Of course not. No. You're not going to put Summers on camera. Oh, just buried the poor guy. <laughs> Guy's been doing radio 6,000 years. Now you're burying him. I'm trying to start a feud. Why'd you have to say his name? Sorry. You said the word feud. Interesting. So, um, <laughs> oh no. Uh, anyway, uh, no, it's okay. No, you know, in WWE, just a real. I'll give you a little. Uh, I don't know if this was ever. A, uh, a, I don't know if this ever happened before. If I ever said I this. I think you have because I think uh, I know where you're going. Here we go. Oh, I man, think you have. But it, there's there's always new listeners. Yeah, and new viewers. So then this is a Taz Tail. Second time around, Jones. <laughs> Second go. time around, Jones. Yeah. Boys and girls. Your stools. It is now time for Taz Tales. So this is Taz Tales, second time around Jones. That's a new thing. That's a new thing that just created on this fly here. So the word feud, when Rob said the word feud, I, when I hear the word feud, I, I cringe a little. And it's because I'm, my, I'm mentally beaten down by Vince McMahon. So like feud, you don't say feud. Okay, so I'm not saying to you. I'm saying right. like as a WWE announcer, I mean, when I was there, like I, there was a time where I said it once and I got a promo cut on me, <laughs> because it's not few, it's rivalry. It's it's you know it's it, that that that's the much better word that okay. he doesn't like feud. It just sounds kind of like, uh, and if you think about the word feud, it is kind of sucky. You know, family a, feud. It, like, yeah, it's yeah. a soft. Maybe that's why Vince didn't like because of family feud. Mm-hmm. Could be, but yeah. You, so it was more rivalry and and um, you know uh, that type of competitive, mm-hmm. you know that type of thing. So uh, I don't think the, I don't think the Viking understands how Taz Tales works. He he thinks it's like a conversation with him. <laughs> like he doesn't realize it's just me like telling the audience. So he's sitting there. Oh, oh yeah, Taz. Yeah, Steve Summers. Oh yeah, I hate him, Taz. Oh okay, that's nice. The you guy's are- 160 years old, and you're burying the guy. And he's been. See, so the guy can do radio in his sleep. I'm not going to pull back the curtain as to what people think of him at the station. <laughs> doesn't matter. He's been, let me ask you a question. He's been on the air forever. Yes, he is. And there's a reason for that, because he has an audience and people like him. Uh, yeah, people do like him outside the station. Oh, boy. Jeez. The schmoozer. I hear you. Right? <laughs> nah, nah, yeah, the schmoozer, yes. Why, is he heel? Why, why did the Taz well, tail turn he, into he, the, he, the he, summer's I burial? He, he buried me two minutes into the show, and then he came and we made up. 
So listen, buddy, That's I'm gonna it. bury you <laughs> as much as I can. Captain just sitting there, just laughing. Like he doesn't understand, bro. <laughs> 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 the can't. face Robbie's making. No, you don't get it, dude. You can bite your tongue, you can peep your lips tight all you want. Live a lips. I don't care what you do. It's a jerky boy line. Yeah. yeah, I don't care. I'm gonna kick your ass. This is the way it's done here. Come at you, full throttle. So yesterday, before I get into some of the news that's going on, I want to cover something. So yesterday, I attempted on the show to have some, a little fun on the fly, Jones. Right, a little fun. We talked about it briefly, you know, before we went live, and the debate thing. So those that listen to or watch the show every day, you kind of know where I'm going with this. So, so like, you know, I, I've never talked about religion or politics on the show. I mean, Captain and I, for all the time Captain's been on the show, he knows that. We've always said we never, ever have that on the show. We don't do it. So I figure, you know what? What the heck? There's a new president in the United States. The whole wide world is talking about this everywhere you go. I got to not only make reference to it, maybe I can have a little fun with it. So I attempt a little fun in a debate with two people who work on a show that have two different political views, which is what, you know, that's not just what our country's made up of, most of it's what our world's made up of. Not, not going to get into deeper on that, but here's the thing. I, um, I then deal with a few people on Twitter like, oh, I'm not going to listen or watch the show anymore, Taz. I'm, I'm getting a lot of, I was, I was getting, not a lot, a handful of these. Taz... I love you, but. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh so, you know, you know what? That's, that's what, when you do what I do for a living, that's what happens sometimes. And you can't make everyone happy. And, and you know what? I, I understand, you know, what people are saying. And I really, I really do. Um, but it, it, you got to understand, you guys have an option to either listen to the show, watch the show, or don't do any of it. You don't have to support the show. I want you to. I appreciate you. I love you when you do. And if there's something that happens on the show that's going to turn you off because someone has a political view, another guy has a different political view, it differs from yours, then you don't have to listen or watch the show. That's your prerogative, and I respect it. I do. I do think it's a little uh, strange because it's something that never is discussed on the show. This show is a pro-wrestling-based show. That I cover mainstream sports. There's there's a lot of fun in the show and looseness. It's a lo- very loose structure, and it's an escape. And 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 I've always said that Captain Tom's always said it on the air. This is an escape. The show. We've had callers call in that are nice enough to realize it's an escape. You know what I mean? Um, I, I I I. So this is not. I I, I am not going to talk about politics on the show anymore because I never gave my political views anyway, and nor am I gonna. I had people. Before, uh, the, the, while uh, the election was going, or, no, the, whatever, Tuesday night when everybody was voting for the president, I had people tweeting me, who are you voting for? Who are you voting for? Like, and I never answered those questions because I'm not, that's private business. I would, I, and I, that's just my prerogative. I don't, I don't share it, nor am I going to. Tom and I work very closely together here, the captain. I have no idea what his political views are. I love the guy and I'm going to miss him. You know what? I don't care what his views are. And I'm sure he don't care what mine are. We don't discuss it. And that's fine. And I'm not, I'm not mad at anybody who works on the show. I'm not mad at the audience. I just wanted to address it and put it to bed. And, it, and I've never talked about politics on the show. And I, I, I can't sit and say we're never going to again. Because it might happen down the road. It might. I can tell you this much. No one's controlling my content except the guy you hear talking right now. 
I control my content. Okay, so, and I don't want to sound like a dick, but I don't, I don't care who it is, the audience, whatever. I, I, my content's my content. And if it's great, I own it. If it sucks, I own that too. Okay, and that's just the way it goes. And you guys have an option. You can listen and watch, or you don't have to. This show is free. You're not subscribing to this show. There are a lot of shows and a lot of things in wrestling you have to subscribe to. And I got news for a lot of you wrestling fans out there. That's where most of the on-demand and online content, no matter if it's video or audio, is going, guys. It is going to a subscription base. So while you're getting 10 hours of free programming here that's covering mostly wrestling and gives you guys a platform and a voice to talk, either on Facebook Live or potentially on Twitter or on a, on a phone call, Okay, while that's free, because it might not free be for it might not be free forever. It might be. I don't know yet. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm just telling you that this show is 99% of the time a very relaxed, loose, at times sophomoric, uh, comedic, self-deprecating, joking around, jocularity type of show. That's going to incite you from my experience with wrestling stuff and give you a different slant on sports. And most of the times I'm just joking around, but I do give you a different perspective sometimes. Speaking of sports, I was listening to throughout the day yesterday and my travels just when I left work and things I had to do and errands I had to run at home and all this stuff. Sports radio and all different major platforms from CBS Sports Radio to WFAN to, to ESPN. And I've heard throughout probably two, two and a half to three hours of uh, listening to sports radio, host, sports hosts give their political views and give them hard. I mean, not like having fun with a debate with two people who work on a show. Not, I mean, I'm talking about these hosts were giving their opinions on if they were, you know, Hillary people or Trump people, whatever. I mean, and it was like, and most of these people, they didn't, you know what? And I respect those people, those hosts, those on-air talents that do that. And, you know, it's it, because that you, you as a host of a show, you control your content. So when you people, I hate to use that you people thing. You know, Captain, that, <laughs> you people. No, but when, when, when some of you folks, that's a nice way to put it, come on the show. I'm sorry, not come on the show. Go, go on Twitter and say, I am not listening to your show or watching your show anymore because I am offended by someone that works in your show's political views. God bless you. Thanks for coming. I appreciate the support you had given me. Bye-bye. Hopefully you come back. If you don't come back, that's your prerogative. I'm not going to beg you. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, sorry you got offended. And I mean that. I, you know, but I, I you know, th- this is real talk here. As much as we can. It's mostly fun talk. And it's wrestling talk. But at times, I can't. Just ignore what's the, the most popular thing going on in the world, that, that there's a new president in the United yeah, States. Especially here, the, that election is the big elephant in the room, so to speak. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, I just wanted to cover that real quick and, and just say, uh, you know, any of you guys that were tweeting me saying, hey, love you, Taz, but it's cool, man. It's cool. It's cool. It's no problem. I'm not mad at you. You have your own views and some things... You know, when, when it comes to politics, obviously a sensitive, this is a very sensitive time right now. You know, I can't speak for the rest of the world, but I, I'm sure it affects it. But in our country, it is. It's a sensitive time. So as, as an American. 
So, you know, it's a, you know, I guess they're going through their transition now, and this is going to be rough probably, but I'm not, I'm not looking to, I'm not talking about it on my show going forward. And I want you guys to know, I'm not talking about it because some of you don't want to hear it on this show. I'm not talking about it because we never did talk about it. <laughs> it was something that was never covered on this show. I don't like talking about it because I don't feel that it should be talked about. And it's people, people's own personal uh, opinions and feelings and political views. Some folks go on Twitter that are famous people. And they tweet about their political views. And they, they no matter what it is, negative, positive, whatever it is. That's great. Some pro athletes do the same thing. That's great. I don't do it. And I, I didn't do it now. I didn't do it yesterday. We went and had a debate. It was supposed to be a debate. It didn't turn into a debate. It wasn't a debate. It was supposed to be one. Okay? And, and it, it, it was a segment that, was it horrible? No, it wasn't horrible. Was it as good as I thought it would go? No, it wasn't. And that happens. You know, I'm proud to say a lot of times on this show, most of the segments, we're, we're, we're going to, you know, either score a touchdown or get close to scoring a touchdown. And there are some segments where, you know, maybe we only got five yards or ten yards. And that might have been yesterday. This, I do so many shows here every day. And there's so much content. I, I, I move on. I got to move on. And there's a lot of stuff that's just spontaneous. Amen. And, you know, like, I, I, well, why are you not moving on now? Why are you bringing it up? Because I have to bring it up. And, and once I bring it up, I, I move on. And I'm bringing it up because I want to bring it up. That, that's the main reason. And I feel like it's something that I wanted to address. And then I'll move on, and I'll talk about NXT and move on with my show. And before I do that, I'll give some news and give my opinions of some stuff's going on in sports, which we'll do in a second. And I know a lot of you guys are calling the show, and I'll take a call or two here and there, and and, and then uh, that that's the Taz show. I mean, <laughs> so it's, you know, look at I, I, um, I, I, my goal in my show is never to offend anyone. This show is an escape. It totally is an escape. Totally. Seriously. And that's the goal of the show, is to inform you, let you have some fun, give you some insight, and give you an escape from your everyday life, even if you love your everyday life, or maybe you hate your everyday life. And I hope you guys love your everyday life. But it's an escape. So so when people turn the show on and they're hearing light politic talk like yesterday, some were thrown off. And I respect that they were thrown off. I'm... I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry it wasn't your normal type of show. But some one of these guys tweeted me and said, I would turn the show on. I was expecting to hear um, SmackDown talk. And I'm like, I tweeted. I'm like, yo, dude, I, I hear you, man. But, like, I, 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 in a two-hour show, I probably gave you, I mean, over an hour of SmackDown talk. Well over an hour. I mean, like, I, you know, I, I can't, you know, I, I can't make you all happy. You're not paying for the show. You're not paying for the show, guys. If you were subscribing and you want to come complain to me about something, I'm going to be more receptive to it. And I try my best. I try to communicate with you guys on on social media as best as I can. I really do. And I'm I'm being honest with you guys. But, I mean, really, it's like sometimes I, like, I, 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 not sometimes. Yesterday, a couple times, I was, like, regretting that I'm accessible to these, some of these fans. It makes me regret it. And then I realize in my brain, you know what? 99% of them are good people, are solid people, good fans. They're loyal about the show, and they know not every show is going to be great and not every show is going to suck. 
you know, they know that it's a daily show and they, and they respect it. I don't, you ain't got to kiss my ass because the show's free. I'm not saying that to you. But I am telling you, you're getting a lot, a lot of bang for your buck because you're not shelling out any buck. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I, I really, I get done with shows, and Captain, you can attest to this, talking wrestling stuff, and I'll give some insight to things, and then we'll be in a break, and I, have I not said, damn, I just can't believe I, I discussed that and gave that kind of insight, and, and no one's paying for this. Yeah, lots of times, lots of times. Exactly, and, you know, it's just... um. It's, it's fine. It's all good. I mean, it's not like, you know, I, I don't want to act like it's there's something bad or wrong going on on the show. That's not the case one bit. I just needed to address it, and then, and then you know, we'll move on. But And like I said, I'll give you the rest of your show here. But I had I had to talk about it. That That's all. And I'll get into the, some of the news going on in a second here. Let me take a call, too, because the lines are, uh, uh-oh, are jamming up. There's something going on here. Wait, hold on. Hey, uh, Rod, Charlotte, what's going on, buddy? Rise today, Chaz. <laughs> What's up, man? What's going on, bud? Ahoy, Cam. Ahoy. Good moment, Robbie. Good moment. What's going on, big guy? Uh, hey, man, whatever you want to talk about, man, you just do what you do. I just want to keep supporting you, man. Uh, listen, Ra, I know you've been a fan of the show for a long time. And um, you know what, dude? I appreciate it. You know, I, I you're a good dude, man, and I know you always support me, and I, that means a lot to me. I, I mean that, Ra. No problem, man. It's just you guys always entertain me, no matter what. It's the best type of escapism. Good, and I think you just took a tazism because you said escapism. Because only guys like you and I, Ra, can say that. So I'm just letting you know that. Hmm. I get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want you, Ra, because I'm like I don't know if that's a word, but it sounded like one. I like the way you said it. Bro. I think it is. It's a word now. Yeah. Yep, it's a word. That's right. <laughs> What's up, man? What's up? What do you want to talk about? You said that you, you still say that uh, like when it comes to like professional wrestling that you're more impressed with like the athleticism and such. Yes. Do you think that still holds to like like events like PWG? Because a few weeks ago I was watching I was watching like uh, Bola and I was watching that uh, that great match between like Adam Cole and the Young Bucks versus Max Seidel, yeah. Ricochet and um, Will Ospreay, and they had such a killer match, and there was a lot of athleticism. Well, of, yo, dude, you're naming think, some of the top guys that are out there that are really probably not in the WWE or, or, like, you know, that are just amazing workers. Those guys you just named, and Bola, that's Battle of Los Angeles that PWG does, for those that don't know. And those are just always amazing shows. Mm-hmm. That's right. And I just want to know if you still believe that's true. What, what, what do you mean? But, I believe what's true? Um, Okay. I was more. I was watching like there was like guys that were impressed by the storytelling and the way they like introducing like uh, a lot of flips and such. Yeah. Like there is like there is like more to like what they were like what they were doing when it comes to like acrobatics. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, no, listen, right. Here's the deal, brother. Here's the deal, and, and I appreciate you calling, dude. You're the man. And I gotta go to break. We're a little late. Sorry. Uh, so ch- check it out. There, there's storytelling from there's three levels of storytelling in, in pro wrestling. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go to break. And, and coming on the other side of break, I'll explain the three sides of to- storytelling of professional wrestling off of Raw's phone call. Okay? And then we'll get into, we're running late, we'll get into some news, and then I'll get into NXT and maybe Lucha. All right, Taz Show, we'll be right back. And I left with that, with uh, three stages of wrestling. I'll tell you what that is when we come back.
Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, there we go. Oh, yeah. We're back here. Thursday edition of the Taz Show. Really haven't, I went into an opening monologue that went a while, and um, I haven't really gotten into the meat of the show yet, but uh, anyway, going to do that here in a second. going to talk about some, uh, some sporting news that's going on, some other stuff, and then um, cover your uh, NXT and, and all that jazz, because I watched it, I enjoyed it, it was very good, and uh, I want to uh, get a uh, phone call or something rolling here real quick, and then uh, get rolling into... The business I need to get into here because that's how I do it, kids. Uh, very simple deal. What's going on with this stuff? This thing's not working properly. Oh, here we go. Hey, uh, who do we got here? We got Quentin in Pennsylvania. You're on a Taz show. Hey, Taz. Good moment. How are you doing today? Good moment, sir. How are you? Good. Ahoy, Captain. And uh, good poll, Robbie. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I enjoyed uh, that. Captain Le- Captain has left the studio. He went. He's in the video uh, directing room. He's uh, he took a powder for a second. I don't know what he's doing. He walked away. I don't know what he's doing. But anyways, I- I'll let uh, him know you said hello. But what's going on, buddy? Um, nothing much. I did just hear you talk about people complaining about the show. Well, there was a and, couple uh, of couple of tweets. It wasn't like a lot of people. It was just a couple of people tweeting yesterday because of that segment. That's all. Like the whole political thing, you know. The Taz show is also an escape for me. It's my two hours of relief from the real world for sure and it's nice to hear to I, I, pre- I appreciate you hearing saying that to me dude really yeah you guys are fantastic um i did want to talk about one thing today though yes sir so i got home from work last night mm. and i put on um a smackdown from 2003 okay and and then i compared it to the smackdown that just aired and right. <clears throat> man when the pyro hit when the theme song played when Rey Mysterio came out, yeah, with the Who's That jumping out the sky, that whole deal, oh, yeah, yeah. it was electric. Oh yeah, the crowd it was. was on fire. There were signs everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Where do you think that electricity went? <laughs> Excuse me, hold on a second. Um, I think what it is, and I think it's a great, a great question, uh, Quentin. And I think the electricity and that excitement, I think it's still there, but okay. And thank you for calling, buddy. Here's where it went. Something called oversaturation. It's just there's a lot more programming from 2003 and you're right i know when i was working on smackdown and characters would come out and wrestle and we were packed most of the times for a long time a lot of years the buildings were packed to the rafters but it's oversaturated the businesses not just wwe there's so much wrestling out there right now and there's so many different ways to watch wrestling uh from your house on your phone online wrestling verticals on tv whatever especially wwe they have so much programming and the network you know so I think that it, it's like you know, it's it's different now because it's just it, there's so much everywhere. I think it's great for the business that there's so much everywhere. It's great for the talent that they're making money. It's great for the companies that they're making money, you know. But <laughs> it, it also there's a it's a double edged sword because on the other side of that, it, it kind of loses a little bit of its its specialness for when characters come out to wrestle or they're in a wrestling match or something like that. Uh, so that's the thing. But good question. Good question, dude. Seriously. Um, you got that info? We're good on that? No? Yes? No? No. No text? You didn't text the guy on the other thing? Okay. Yeah, yeah. he... Uh, oh, no, you got uh, no response yet. Okay, great, great. See that? 
See that? We, we, I, we got sources here. I got sources on the Taz show. I got people looking into things. Let's just put it that way. They're looking into something, <laughs> something else. Oh, yeah, something big. I'm on the case. It's so big. I can't even explain it. It's so big. It's so big. It's, it's huge. It's huge. It's massive. It's massive. <laughs> so let me get into some news and stuff that's going on in the uh, in the world today. Mostly rat, rat, uh, not wrestle, I should say uh, uh, sporting news. You know, I'm a big sporting guy. Sports to Jones. So it's a baseball news. Uh, you know, the great pitcher from the New York Mets, my man, Matt Harvey, his agent, Scott Boris. This guy's over like Rover Scott Boris. This guy represents everyone. I got to get in touch with this guy. People be like, Taz, who? What? Who are you? Get out of here. Just F off. That's what you tell me if I try to get him to represent me. Uh, hello, Mr. Boris. This is Taz, the human suplex machine. Uh, can you represent me, please? What? Who? How'd you get my number? Go F yourself. Thank you, Mr. Boris. That's where that would go. Anyway, uh, Scott Boris, the, the famous agent for Matt Harvey, said that the pitcher will fully recover from theriatic outlet syndrome starting uh, out for spring training. So what that is, as we call it, TOS, is a condition in which there is a compression of the nerves, arteries, and veins in the passageway from the lower neck to the armpit. There's a great chance I have this and didn't know it. <laughs> so, wow. not to my, I have that, I have compression, I know for a fact, I've been told by doctors on my nerves going from my neck, not necessarily to my uh, to my armpit, I have it going down my neck in the middle of my spine and uh, across my shoulder blades, so I do have that. So I guess I have some TOS. So anyway, Matt Harvey, Harvey, if that is his real name, uh, you know, Starting out spring training, you should be uh, recovered from it, So, which is a good thing. You know what I mean? Um, so we shall see uh, how that works out. Um, you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, you should, you, you should, we should see how that works out for Matt Harvey. So he's a great, 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 great pitcher. Throws hard, works hard, it's a workhorse. He's the guy. So, you know, goes through a lot. His body goes through a lot of that stuff. So football chatter, some college football chatter. Tonight we got a couple of good games. One game I'll jump on. It's uh, number 13, uh, Utah. They're going to be at the Sun Devils at Arizona State. That's 9.30 p.m. I'm going to check that game out. Also, uh, number 15, North Carolina is at Duke down there in Durham. That's at uh, 7 p.m. So I, I, I think UNC and Duke, for uh, driving-wise, I don't think they're that far from each other. UNC's in Chapel Hill, Duke's in Dorham, and I don't think they're that far from each other, from my understanding. Seven miles down to back. I knew it was close. Yep. I knew it was close. Yep, 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 yep. That's like, um, for those that are from Maryland, uh, John Hopkins from Loyola, Maryland, two big power lacrosse programs. Uh, I, I've done that drive. It's like a, you know, it's, it's got to be like 10 miles, if that. Not even 10 miles. It's, it's probably like five miles. It's weird. It's like two big universities. That are right, real, really close to each other like that. So here, like UNC and Duke, those are two big, you know, big famous schools and great academic schools. And and here they are, only seven miles apart. Down Tobacco Road. Yeah. So uh, anyway, that's the deal on that. Uh, on Saturday, uh, some notable football games, college football games. You guys know I love the college football. I'm big into the college football. So we got Pittsburgh's going to be at Clemson at number two. Clemson. They got that quarterback, Deshaun Watson. Pittsburgh might be in trouble, especially that 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 they're at uh, what's it, Death Valley? Not Death Valley. Yeah, Death Valley. Death Valley right? yep. Yeah. Um, what's LSU's place called again? Also Death. Valley. Death Valley too. Yeah. And they're both Tiger Stadium. Yeah, they're both, both Tiger Stadium. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
I remember at Clemson, I remember, for those that remember William Refrigerator Perry, he played for Clemson many, many years ago, the great nose guard, a giant, massive man who played for Chicago Bears and uh, the refrigerator, bro, Frid, Fridge Perry. He played for Clemson. Yep. And uh, he was a beast, dude, a beast defensive line for them. But I remember watching them play on TV years ago, and they still do it now. They come down the hill, and they touch, like, the rock, I think it is, or something. Yes, I will say— Like, before uh, they come on the field, you know? I've been to about 15 or 20 college stadiums yeah. in the South and all, all over the country. Yep. Clemson is the most intense atmosphere. I've never been there, I've yeah. Ever is it really? Been now, they were playing on a Saturday night. It was under the lights against yeah. Jameis Winston and number one Florida State. Florida State, yeah, yeah. Ago. So right. it's big heat. Big so heat, it was, yeah. yeah, it was a big deal. Sammy Watkins, your guy yeah, Sammy. Sammy was Watkins playing. of the Bills, mm-hmm. my man. Another yeah. Clemson guy. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Good point. Good point. Uh, number 20, USC is going to be at Washington. The Huskies. Uh, number four Huskies, uh, actually. So uh, that's uh, Saturday night. The game that I'm looking forward to, and I know Robbie here, the Viking, is looking forward to. It is his Minnesota Golden Gophers, because he's an alumni from there. Correct, sir? Yes. Against my Nebraska Cornhuskers, coming off of a loss that still hurts. I didn't go to Nebraska, so it's not my alumni, but I've been a longtime Nebraska football fan. So Nebraska's sitting at number 16. And uh, do you think you and I should have a wager on this game? Sure, we could do that. No one cares. I don't think so. I'm not big into wagers. That's fine. Oh, I was just say friendly. Nothing. Oh, really? Yeah. That's great. Um, like, what's friendly? What, what's I don't that? Know. What is it? What's what's a friendly wager? What? Like shoelaces? What I don't are we know. I'd bring in uh, catering next week or something. If, catering. If, Interesting. If, uh, Nebraska wins. Yeah. And what? Well, wait a minute. And then. I always bring in catering, so it's like, I so I get a break from the catering, not right. from paying for it. Is that what that means? Correct. You bring in the same catering I bring in, which is the Munchkins. Uh, I was thinking some uh, gourmet catering, some gourmet donuts. From okay, a, from a okay. place near me, nice little bakery. We'll do a friendly wager. I'm fine. I'm in. So we'll talk about tomorrow. Oh, we will. That's what you want to do. You want to oh, talk about tomorrow? It's my world, sir. It's not your world. Oh, we'll talk about it tomorrow. You're living in it from 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern. Yeah. Maybe past that. But but what we, there's nothing to talk about. If we're going to have a wager, we have to wager. Okay. Fair enough. Well, I'm going to lose anyway, so it doesn't uh, You don't know that. Should I give you some points? How many points you want? I don't know what the points are. How many points is. you want? I don't know. Just don't charge me big. On I have an catering. idea. We'll talk about it later. Okay. All right. So anyway. So uh, <laughs> here's the thing. <laughs> Remind me tomorrow on the year, and then, then we'll, we'll yeah, maybe we'll we'll, I think we should do it because I'm tired of paying for donuts. I gotta be honest with you. So I need a break. I can't afford it anymore. I just do an internet show. You know? I don't make a lot of money here. No. So I'm poor. Poor for Joe. Poor Jones. Yeah. And then we have our last football game we want to talk about is number three, the Michigan Wolverines. Oh, man. With the young man, Mr. Peppers, number five, playing on every side of the ball. He is going to go right into Kinnick, Kinnick, Kinnick Stadium. Kinnick, Kinnick. Kinnick, yep. Iowa Hawkeyes. I'm also a fan of Iowa Hawkeyes. Always liked Iowa. You know, it's the gimmick back there. I, I, I'm a Iowa. I like the Iowa Hawkeyes. I always liked them. Always liked them. I like Big Ten football. So, so I, I, I always liked the Iowa. So I'm going to go and hope that there's a big upset here, which there's probably not, against Michigan. But the Harbaugh. The head coach of Michigan, the Pants Monster. You're aware where your nipples are, right? You know where they are, right? Your nipple area? Last time I checked. Well, we've seen you on the poll, so we know actually where your nipples are. We witnessed this. Yes. 
We've seen you on the Maury Povich show, and we know what you've done. You, you were so kind to air the video on my show with Video Brian, which I forgot to fire him for that. I was told never to correct Taz, but it is the Jerry Springer show. Oh, thank you, sir. So, um, listen, your nipple area is here. Jim Harbaugh wears his khakis here, like like right under the nipple so area. like Steve Urkel. For those that are fans of 1987 TV shows, yes. Like Steve Urkel, but different. Yeah. I bet you the audience out there knows who Steve Urkel is. Most do. Some of the younger folks might not. And then in the NFL tonight, last thing I want to talk about here with the football. With the, with, uh, well, yeah. The Browns are going to play the Ravens at 8.30. But both teams suck, let's be frank. The Cleveland Browns are winless. The Ravens... They're okay. I, 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 you know, I, I like the Ravens. The Browns are just. I, I got Terrell Pryor. I got. I think I'm going to start him. Actually, I got to look at my fantasy football Jones. And the Ravens did lose back-to-back weeks in Jersey to the Giants and then the Jets. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay. Well, so there you have it. So there's your, uh, there's your uh, some of your non-wrestling sporting news uh, brought to you by uh, your human uh, suplex machine. Hey, uh, Freddie, in uh, California, you're on the Taz show. Hey, good moment, Taz. Good moment, sir. How are you? Pretty good, man. Uh, how are you doing, Captain? Is uh, I think you might have mentioned he's not in there. He's not in here right now. He's in the bill. He's he's in with video, Brian, but he can hear you, so he can, can't reply back to you. Oh, okay. I just want to wish uh, wish him the best on the, on the View, the, the women's uh, talk show in the morning. <laughs> ah, yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> All excited, Whoopi Goldberg, Sharon Osbourne, the whole bit. That would, dude. That would be priceless. Actually, that would be really good. That was... <laughs> um, I'm sure there's already a picture being made as we speak. <laughs> You're probably right about that. Actually, that's a good point. Uh, what's up, man? Oh, not much, man. Uh, so, I actually, uh, I wanted to bring up like maybe three months ago. I asked you uh, in a general sense. If you ever think that there's maybe an age, it's probably too late to start training to, to wrestle. Hmm. Uh, I vaguely said, remember what I say. Yeah, you said 30. And what, what I might have left out was that I was actually asking uh, for myself because at that moment I was actually like training, uh, not, not, not in any academy, but like at the gym, you know, getting yeah. training, getting in shape. Yep. And so uh, now I am, you know, so like I'm, I'm going to start. And uh, so it's not really like I think every, the big picture uh, for most wrestlers is obviously WWE, but for me, that's like really out there, and, and it, it's just like having my first match is like really the goal. And you know, like if I'm like 35, 40. But, 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 but I'm and, sorry now, how, how, Freddie. How old are you? I, I am 30. Oh, you're 30. Okay. Yeah. It's it, yeah. It's gonna be okay. You're saying that. It's not necessarily your goal to be in the WWE. You, you just you want to have a couple of matches. Yeah, yeah, of course that's that's a dream, uh, realistically. But I, I think I couldn't live with myself if, if I didn't at least try, you know. And that's what I kind of concluded. And so you know, here I am. And uh, so obviously, my first goal, my first goal is just to have that first match. Now I'll be happy, you know. Yeah. Well, listen, so, dude. What, it, what it's I, possible. Hold on. It's possible, Freddie, for you to do this. There's no doubt. I'm not saying you can't. You know, oh, God, you're 30, you're too old. I'm saying if I, – I didn't know what you meant initially when you called a while back. If you're trying to break into the business and build success and go to one of the big companies and have a career at this, starting at 30, is it possible? Yes, it's possible. There's no doubt about it it's possible, but it's going to be harder. The older people are when they start this thing, the harder it is because if you're not getting trained – if you're getting trained by the right people that know what they're doing – 
it, it's going to take you a good nine, ten months to really learn how to go in and have a decent match and have some psychology and all that stuff. Uh, you Absolutely. know what I mean? That that that's the key. But listen, dude, you keep plugging away. Do your stuff. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Thank you, Taz, and I, I appreciate it. And that's really all I wanted to ask you was, uh, you know, I, I definitely uh, take your advice. Uh, I, I hold it really high, and I, I appreciate the, you know, just the advice you've given and you the insight. Right, and uh, so, you know, like the first match is uh, really what I'm what I'm going for, and uh, we'll see how it goes. All right, brother. Well, listen. Uh, good luck to you, Freddie, I, and I appreciate it. Keep us posted here on the Taz Show. Uh, thank you, buddy, for calling. Okay, so before the break, uh, bef- I'm sorry, on the other side, before I, when I went to break, I had mentioned that there were three things in wrestling as a wrestler that you need to have as far as storytelling, right? Because I think it was Sparks me on a call, right? I don't remember. Correct. What, the, what, what did he say? Do you remember vaguely what the guy? I can't remember exactly what the guy said. Uh, just, it seems like it was days ago, and it, it was does. Uh, just, that's how the show is. But here's the thing: it was Raw from Charlotte, right? Raw from Charlotte, my man, and he was. That's right, it was Raw from Charlotte, and. There are three things that need, there's three different types of storytelling that make a good segment, if it's TV. Okay, you need to have the creative writers that write the story of whatever it is. Now, that doesn't mean the logistics of the wrestling match. The story of what wrestler A is in, what wrestler B. Then there's, that's one phase of storytelling. Then there's the announcers. That's phase two of the storytelling. The announcers need to convey that story. But the announcers, they play off their story off of two spots. The writers, phase one, who write that story, and the physical story of the wrestlers, phase three. So that's the three phases. It's the writers, it's the announcing, into the physical story. And and a lot of people don't realize that, you know. Uh, that's a, that's a, you know, that's a, um, that's a, a massive part of how, you know what I mean? Like how, how rest, good wrestling segments happen. Rob, you're right. You got a face on like, like there's something just happened. Like, yeah. like no, your, no, your, your no, dog just got hit by a, a train. I no, mean, we're good. I'm listening to you. I, I'm looking at you. You got this dumbfound look. You're looking at the computer like, oh my God, what happened? But you're not, you don't have to share if it's nothing. We're good? We're okay. No, we're okay. Oh yeah, everything's fine. This is smooth. <sighs> I hate everyone. Anyway, so uh, yeah, those, those are the three phases. Because if you, you gotta have those three phases, that's gonna make the segment right. That's what a lot of people don't realize. That's a, a massive part of uh, of how everything. As viewers, we delve into the story. We watch a match. It, it's 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 those three phases. Now the, the writing phase, where the writers write, that we don't see. That you don't know. You don't know about that. But that's the grassroots of the story. The creative, the writers, the writing team, the boardroom, whatever you want to call it. You know, the physical story, like I said, the announcers are playing off of what they see the wrestlers do. You know, uh, but the wrestlers got to get out that physical story. So now it's coming back to it. Raw from Charlotte, when he called on the other side of the break, he was talking about PWG, the great wrestling promotion out there in California, small independent. They do a great job. And they do uh, these big events uh, in Los Angeles, Battle of Los Angeles. That's called BOLA. Okay, and and he was he was talking about like some of these excellent talents that are out there, wrestlers, and the the stories they're kind of telling, and and they're they're, they're doing it without massive TV penetration, and uh, you know without uh, this giant audience, and they're telling a physical story. There's announcers because they sell DVDs and stuff, so they have uh, play by play and color commentary. Uh, I don't I don't know who those guys. Are. I I don't I couldn't even name who they are. The the announced talent. I'm sure they do a good job. 
But I'm just saying, like those guys, I guarantee they're telling, they're bringing the story forward of what the physicality in the ring, hemming off of. I don't know how much kind of writers they have in that brand. I think they're just more physical, but they do have a Booker who's who's putting together who's going to win and lose the match and and kind of you know where they want to go in that physical story. So, um, but WWE, it's a, obviously a lot more extensive. It's a, they, it's a full plate, you know, of creative a team of creative people and all this stuff and then you know it's 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 a whole you know a whole big uh big deal it's a big production obviously hence why they're the wwe so um you know that's the deal on that hey uh who we got here richard in chicago you are on the taz show hello yes how you doing sir hold on I'm- Hey, uh, hold on. Say, hey, can, can, hey, hold on one second. Hey, Rich, can you hang on? One? I'm not going to put your hold. Yeah. Can you just hold on one second? Hey, uh, Captain, if you can hear me, you might want to come in. A lot of people want to say goodbye to you, so I just, just so if you get a chance to come back in the studio. Uh, sorry, uh, Rich, what's going on, buddy? No, I just want to say uh, first of all, good morning, guys. Uh, yeah, uh, not that. Sorry, Captain. Just want to say uh, you're a great part of your show. You know, you uh, besides you and Dad, you guys were making me laugh every morning. I wish you the best on whatever you plan on doing, going to today's show, Good Morning America, whatever you're going. <laughs> but uh, I wish you the best, buddy, and ahoy. Thank you, and ahoy. Yeah, okay. And um, as far as, I know I was going to do a prediction, but as far as uh, for the Viking, I'm sorry, buddy. You're a good ad to the show, too, but I'm a Bears fan, so Ooh. you're not going to get nothing. Bears fan Jones. Man, that's yeah, what that's happens. Okay. Listen, I got respect for the Bears fans. You know, they support their team. You guys are a heck of a fan base. Heck of. Thank listen thank to me. Listen much. to me. Hey, Rich, Rich in Chicago. Listen yeah. carefully, my friend. When someone says to you, heck of, when they say, you're, you guys have got a heck of a program, you guys got a heck of a team, hey, uh, wow, hey, your girlfriend, she's a heck of a pretty girl. Listen to me. When people say heck of, that's a sarcastic way of saying they don't care. I'm telling you. That's <laughs> very well, condescending. It is. The Bears have been horrible, but I've got to stick by them. So <laughs> so you had to love it when I mentioned uh, the fridge earlier, when I mentioned William Perry. No, you know what? I, I didn't catch the beginning of the show. I usually listen until later on in the afternoon, but I had to get my call in. Oh, uh, long term, it's my first job today. That's great. All right, buddy. So, uh, what yeah. else do you want to talk about? You good? Or you, you're, you're good yeah. here. Yeah. That's right. it. Yep. Take All care, right, guys. And um, that's it. Thanks. Have a great day. All right. Take care, Rich. See you down the road, buddy. All right. There you go. So, uh, yeah, Cap. I know you were in there telling Video Brian how to do his job. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're on the way out. You're telling her, "Listen, know what I don't like that you've been doing, Brian? You cut the promo." <laughs> I wanted to know who ratted me out about my new job on The View. (laughs) 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 Imagine. Who told? (laughs) Uh, No, people were calling, and it's like people want to say goodbye to you, and you're not in here, so I feel like, you know what I mean? Like, it's hard, uh, and then you're always in here, so we're trying to get them used to you not being in here. Exactly. Wait a minute. I just thought of something. Oh, no. Oh, God. Does this mean now next Monday when I'm in here and all week, people are going to be calling saying goodbye to you and you're not even here? <laughs> Will you stop? Come on, bro. Now I'm going to deal with this. Hey, Taz, yeah. Uh, no, I don't want to talk about uh, Raw. Uh, can you do me a favor? When you get a chance, can you text uh, Captain and tell him I love him and I'll see him down the road? We'll, we'll, we'll do a recorded message. It's like and we'll just play something. it when people call. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> right? That's actually pretty funny. Hi. Thanks for listening to the Taz Show. This is the Captain, and I'm bidding you adieu. <laughs> something it's like actually that. not bad. Not bad. Not just bad. listen to the audio stream when the show is not live. I yes. think my voice will be there for a little while this longer. This is true. And before I go to break, Cap, uh, you 
and I talked off there about your Twitter account. Because I know a lot of people, would, you said, were tweeting you saying, listen, dude, if you change your Twitter handle, because your Twitter handle is geared towards the show. Yes. So that might change. Well, and we don't know what it's going to You don't know yet. I'm not sure be. yet. And even if I did, I wasn't going to give it out because I think someone would steal it. Right, right. So. Okay, so what are we doing? So, because once you're gone, you're always going to be part of the show. So people are going to want to talk to you, or you might call into the show sometimes, yeah. or pop in. I'm sure we'll never see you again. But that's a whole other story. Oh, Taz, uh, I gotta wash my beard. I can't make it. I can't make the call. Taz, we're getting a haircut. I can't make it in. No, but so I gotta we'll, go shave. What we'll do is you'll tell me your Twitter down the road. Yes, and then I'll tweet it out or say it on the show. It, yeah, up to you. It's your show, man. Obviously. Yeah, maybe lower third Jones for you. Ooh, you think we should do that? Why not? What are you nuts? <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> Put you over. Uh, so look, uh, I'm going to break. Talking NXT, other side of break. Taz show, very busy show here. One hour down, another hour coming at you. Sit tight. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Hold on. I had my ass stick on the mic. Dynaflow don't. <sighs> Damn, I'm old. It's my first day doing this. Yeah, welcome back. Uh, yeah, so listen. I had a little, little issue in the men's room. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, no, no, I don't mean it like that. I, 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 you know, I, I'm at the urinal. I flush it, and then it wouldn't stop flushing. I got nervous. Because I had an incident two weeks ago at Acupuncture Jones. Pincushion Petey. Tomorrow, by the way, I'm going back. And... I'm in the restroom there. I do number one. I do number one. And the thing won't stop flushing. It's one of those automatic flush gimmicks. This is at the acupuncture place. And it just keeps going. Imagine if I had a flush of water sound. I don't know. And it just kept going and going and going and going. Next thing I know, it starts to the urinal overflow, which is a rarity. We've seen toilet bowls overflow. We've not seen urinals overflow. Is that what those footprints into the <laughs> <laughs> So the, uh, I use the executive bathroom here at CBS. Because there's two separate restrooms, the men's rooms. There's one for general population, and then there's the executives. And I use that because I'm high-end high Jones. And you brag about it every day. I do, Cap, you know. So I go in there, and next thing I know, I'm flushing a bowl, and now now I think it's it's still flush, but I had to come back. I'm like, oh my God, I'm doing a show. I got to get out of the bathroom. This guy walks in with a suit, knotted up Jones. He comes in. Hey, hey, no, that's how I am. I'm like, hey, what's up there, jobber? And I walk out. He's thinking this guy going to wash his hands. Because <laughs> right? I, I got out of there because the thing's going to overflow. So I don't know what's going on in there right now. Oh, this is definitely a way for him to fire me. Oh, boy. And uh, you were wondering about my hands. I used some Perel before I high-fived Video Brian on the way in here. Th- that's what we call it <laughs> behind the scenes on the Taz Show, nubworthy. Yes. So that's... <laughs> <laughs> that could be nubworthy. Uh, I agree. So uh, anyway, I told you guys I'd talk about some of the uh, NXT uh, ongoings and stuff like that. So I will. And I will do that uh, momentarily. So I watched it. I liked it. I liked NXT. Um I think it seems like they're, you know... Now, I missed the first probably two minutes of the show. They were in Los Angeles, I believe, correct? Does anyone in this room know where they were in Los Angeles? What, like, what, a college? A high, where were they? Like a, what, does anybody know? Nobody knows. Off the top of my head, I do not. 
Uh, okay, excuse me. So, um, I know I saw the Authors of Pain in there with uh, DIY, which I love Gargano. I love Champa. Just not crazy about that name. Do it yourself. Is that what it is? Do it yourself? Yep, that's what it stands for. Do it yourself. D-I-Y. I, yeah. I feel like that's something I'd see like on, you know, one of those home repair shows, like a home makeover Jones trailer park, something. Like, I just feel like that's what that is. Like, we're going to make, you know, it's like a makeover thing. I, so I don't like the DIY. These guys, you got the one guy's a psycho killer. The other guy's Johnny Wrestling. I don't think the DIY fits. Just my opinion. Doesn't take away how good these guys are. Champa Gargano, legit, legit, legit. Love how they look. Love how they talk. Love how they work. They did not win. The Authors of Pain won the match. So they advanced in the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic to the final. Which um, I think is cool because these guys are new. I, I, I would have liked to have seen the bracketing done differently. Me, just my opinion, I would have liked to have seen the finals be this match, in my view. Nothing against TM61, who, who advanced into the finals against all the pain. But I, I just think that, it, um, uh, to me, a, a better final would have been, uh, just uh, all in all, off of the pain versus Gargana and Champa. But it's not. Because TM61 defeated Sanity, which I kind of thought Sanity might win. I, would, I don't remember what I predicted. I think I predicted last week. I think I was wrong, whatever I predicted. I, th- I think that I predicted Sanity would advance. I think I said that. I don't remember. Well, when the tournament first started, you would pick the Aries in a strong. Well, but, well, sh- well Aries got hurt. Aries, yeah, Aries got hurt. Yeah. So I really picked nobody. Well done. <laughs> Good job, Taz. Way to go, buddy. So anyway, I... I Whatever. They went with all the pain. Now, like I said, they advanced in a really good match uh, against the, uh, the, the the Gargano and Champa. You know, they had Revival come out, which protects the baby faces. You know, they came out. I think they were in the ring, right? And they, they attacked Gargano. So, um, you know, and then Ultimate pain hit the last chapter for the victory. So, uh, you know. Hollywood it, Palladium, by the way. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Why do I feel like I've been there? I don't know. They have poles there. Maybe, uh, maybe the Vikings been there. What the hell? In order oh, to strip steak. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> anyway. Um, by the way, uh, uh, before I go on with the NXT, um, Viking Robin. Before Captain leaves tomorrow, a lot of people have been saying they're not a fan of your laugh. They feel your laugh's annoying. Oh, really? I've gotten a lot of that. People, yeah, they don't like the way you laugh. Wow, I'm going to have to work on that. Dude, you know you got heat when <laughs> he knows where I'm going, right? Bro, you're the biggest heel in the town. You know you got heat when people get mad at you the way your laugh sounds. Dude, that's bad. Silence speaks volumes, ladies <laughs> no, and gentlemen. I'm looking into the camera. Just... It. Oh, God. Don't do that. You can't say that to the audience. See, you, you, you got to be Babyface Jones. Now you're going to have people saying, don't. I can't stand the way he breathes. Uh, yeah. Let's <laughs> like, breathe through your nose, not through your mouth. Now you sound like Summers. <laughs> <laughs>
Listen, listen, you can't do to just bring it in the camera. I thought you were going to go like this to the camera go read between the lines like that one. <laughs> you know, in third grade? <laughs> it's better than calling out the whole audience. I'm just saying they don't like the way you laugh. No, I love your audience. Well, oh, the, they the, love the, you, pal. Yeah, the, they the, really the, love you. No! Um, was that? No. <laughs> no, no. The interactions I've had on Twitter have been have been great with some of the long oh, really? listeners. Yes. Oh, yeah. I know. You sure? Yes. What do you mean no? Okay, no problem. If you say so. I haven't paid attention. I actually blocked you on Twitter. So. <laughs> no, I actually noticed that and made a note of it on my yeah. copious notes. Copious notes, Jones. Uh-oh. Cap, did I hear someone say copious notes? Yeah. Uh, can you, can That's you, what, oh, one of the rules. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, only Taz is allowed to have copious notes. Oh, yeah. no. It's you, on, it's on the, the, the lean mean sh uh, sheet there, right? Yes. Well, I'm not too flexible. I can't turn no, it No, no, no. Captain never wants to touch the thing. He, <laughs> he refuses to touch it. Can, you read, can your eyes see from there, Cap, like which number it is? Oh, well, well, they're number. not numbered. Well, they should be. That's Lee Means' fault. I can. Um, Taz is the sole proprietor of copious notes. You can take reasonable notes. Yeah, reasonable. If you haven't noticed, this show is That's centered around reaction. me. I'm talking. If you haven't noticed, this show is centered around me, and I'm egomaniacal, egotistic, self solipsistic. See, when he's gone, can you finish my sentence like that? No, never. <laughs> never. <laughs> Never. <laughs> okay, anyway, now that I helped some more of a comforting moment for you and my audience. Well, thank you. That you basically told them to bring it. We have to fix your laugh. So I don't know what that is. It's kind of like that. what Vince told me about. Well, Taz, what are we going to do with this, uh, with your New York accent? What are we going to do with this? <laughs> what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Start talking like you're from Nebraska? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, well, you're the commentator. You're the commentator on SmackDown. It's a worldwide show, and uh, I can't have this. Vince, I've been on the show for two years. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Two I'm years a, in here. <laughs> yeah, I'm not kidding. So like, yeah, we got to fix it. I got my time. You and JR, JR's got the Southern draw. I know I just said this, I think, last week. Yeah, he wasn't a fan of, I, I mean, but you never know what Vince, if he's saying like a joke, but like he's getting his, his point across. Well, Kofi did that, right? Kofi kind of went back and forth between the accents. Yeah, but he wasn't a broadcaster. Right, you know? no, he, no, no. Right. He was from Jamaica, then he wasn't. Right. <laughs> and Triple H made fun of that, too, which was great. Triple H. He never makes fun of anything. Will you stop? Stop it. He would never. <laughs> so anyway, anyway, uh, fix the laugh. And uh, I will try. If you best. can, if you give, maybe you go to a laugh school. Maybe someone could fix it for you. Like Woody Woodpecker. Ha 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 ha. No, that was. Oh, I'm sure that'll. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> oh my god. I'll just try laughing less. I don't know how I can do that. There we go. All right, so uh, authors of pain, as I said, they won the match, and they advanced. And it was a good match. And I, I like that the, uh, that the that Triple H and company, whoever came up with the finish, protected Gargano and Champa, And it, it extends whatever's going on with Revival and those. So I think that was cool. It was smart, and it was, it, was, it was a cool finish. Under the ring, Jones, fine. I think it was cool. I had no problem with it, personally. I, I, you know, and I like authors of pain. I think it's a little tough, though, especially with Paul Ellering there, that they kind of, obviously, I talked about, have that Road Warrior feel. But I think the more I see them work for me, the less I'm thinking about the Road Warriors. So, you know, it's good they don't paint their face. They're not as muscular as the Road Warriors were. Um, they're big, thick, burly guys. I, I actually like their physiques for what they do. They look like two guys you could see in a bar or, in a, or you know, on a dock somewhere in a, at night that would come out from behind a container, a trailer, and just beat your ass and take your, uh, you know, Timex off your wrist. So, yeah, they looked like those type of fellas 
thugs, as they call them. So uh, they got that look. And their physiques add to that. Have we figured out yet what language they speak? There were a few tweets I had seen. Uh, someone had said the language Urdu, I think it's pronounced. Urdu? Something like that. <laughs> I saw several different uh, suggestions that were all different. Really? Okay. Man, you're going to be missed. Because I would ask Robbie that, and he would just threaten the audience. <laughs> Pretty much. It's great. <laughs> it's going to go well. Smooth Jones. Interim Jones. <laughs> <laughs> well, just to save you. I don't want to see you leave the studio and you get foggled and attacked by thousands of Taz Show fans in orange T-shirts. Oh, get them! I get attacked by people on the show, too. Yeah. Stop laughing! Stop laughing! <laughs> Stop! Stop. <laughs> <laughs> They're picking him up with flapjacks while he's laughing. <laughs> uh, Harley from Michigan, you're on the Taz Show. Hey, Robbie, stop laughing. I'll hang up and listen, thanks. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Oh, geez. So then we saw TM61... They defeated Sanity, as I said, to advance into the finals of the Dusty Road Tag Team Classic. Uh, yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I like Sanity. I like these two cats. I think they're missing a the boat. They got to do more with Eric Young. I don't know what's going on. You know, I want to hear Eric. I want to hear him on commentary or something. I want to see him work. I don't know. I, there's got to be a reason why he's not working just yet. I mean, I, I think they, they need to build him a little more, and I got a feeling they will. I, I get the feeling. No one told me this. I'm just, my experience, what I'm thinking is happening is this. They wanted to get Sanity through this tag team tournament. Okay, these two guys here uh, from Sanity. And then once this is done, which it is now for Sanity because they lost, now they can expand upon the creative behind Sanity and at the helm is uh, my man Eric Young, EY. So, uh, and I think we'll see EY because EY cuts awesome promos, guys. If you're not familiar with him from TNA and his work, like, you know, with the beard, and he's crazy. He's got crazy eyes. He's got a massive head. Massive. He's got a head like a stop sign. I used to tease him all the time. I go, bro, your head is gigantic. And he goes, yeah, you're short. I go, dude. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, that, oh, this is in the airport. I'm like, EY. That's I'm, how you introduce yourselves yeah. to each other, right? I'm like, EY, I'm taller than you, bro. Like, this doesn't matter. People still think you're short. I go, you're shorter than me. Stop it. No, we were good friends. I, I love Eric. He's he's the man. I I was on flights with him, when I, like connection flights. Uh, like we'd fly somewhere else, and he lived in Nashville, I think, at the time. I don't know if he still lives there. And if I had to connect in Nashville or something, I, he'd be we'd be on the same flight. And oh my god, we would just go crazy in the terminal. He's a big hockey fan too, right? Huge. He's Canadian, of course. Come on, you know that. You know he's a big hockey guy. Uh, he's a sports guy, but he's a hockey guy for sure. Eric's the man. I, I'd like to try and get Eric on the show one day. Uh, Got to get through the WWE. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You never know. You never know. That could happen. You never know. But anyway, so I think that's what happened with Sanity, uh, that maybe uh, we'll see that Eric Young will hear him more because EY knows how to talk you into the building. EY will get over that group on the mic, and he'll get over himself. Um, he'll get over the crazy girl that's there with him. He'll get them all over. I mean, he's, 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 EY knows how to pull this off. But that's why Triple H and whoever did it, they put the right guy in charge of the group, building around the group, is EY, and it's perfect. Um, so then, uh, what do we see? What do we see if that Sanity, uh, oh, in the match, I'm sorry, uh, Sanity, uh, they tried to set up their finish, and then uh, Thorne comes in with a drop kick, and Miller hits a jackknife cover for the win. Boom, boom, boom. Sanity's, uh, Sanity uh, loses the match, uh, TM61. TM61, I got to tell you, uh, 
I do think Authors of Pain against them in the finals will be really good. I do. Um, TM61, I've watched closely the past couple weeks. They're much, you know I mean? This, this is going to sound like a real left-handed comment, and I don't mean it like that. I hate that I set it up like that, but they're, they're much better in the ring than I thought. I didn't, you know, when they came into the fold here in NXT, I didn't pay a ton of attention to them, to be honest with you. And now I'm like, wow, these guys can go. I mean, so I, I you know, I, I, I never knocked them. I didn't pay enough attention to them to knock them, but they're legit. They're, that's why they're in the finals. So, um, you know, it should be uh, should be good. Then, uh, uh, oh, man, people are calling the show like crazy. I'm over here talking about NXT. I got to keep talking about NXT, but it's, it's just busy. It's busy. This is, uh, this, hold on a second. Hang on. Hey, Kyle in uh, the Philippines. Uh, you're on the Taz Show. What's up? Hey, hey, bro, you're on the air. What's up, man? First time, long time, Daz. Oh, look at this guy. Ow! The handbag. What's up, buddy? Man, I have to just call in to say goodbye to the captain. Hey, I forgot to say hi to the captain and Robbie. No. Hey, hey, how's it going? Hey, Kyle. Uh, I just have to say, cop, I think you're probably like one of the best producers probably behind Seth. You know who else said that? Do you know who else said that? Seth said that, too. <laughs> Kyle, is your real name Seth? Do you live in New York City? What is going on here? No, no, I'm kidding. Seth has paid me a lot to make this call. <laughs> I guess all the way to the Philippines, he must have. What the hell? That cheap bastard, he would never do that. Nah, I don't mean that like that. Yeah. I kind of do. <laughs> uh, what's up, buddy? Uh, I was just wondering if um, you could, I could ask a um, wrestling equipment question. You mean gear? Yeah, sure. Go for it. Um, I was always wondering how wrestlers could wrestle in pants. Considering you know some wrestlers wrestlers wrestle in trunks or right, uh, right. tights, tight. yeah. Mm-hmm. But for those that don't uh, know, those that for those that don't know, Kyle, hang on. Like trunks are shorter, uh, lower garments, and tights are the longer ones. For those that don't know, so uh, and they're usually spandex or like a nylon, uh, something that's very flexible and moves around. And the crotch area is very padded. Well, not padded, uh, you know, constructed heavily. Maybe some guys get the padding. I don't know. That's. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, so anyway, so what? Well, so what? So what's your question now? So you're asking how do guys wrestle in pants? Yeah, they seem a bit like tighter and more like uncomfortable compared to those uh, trunks or tights. Uh, so I think like as of current, Dean Ambrose does that, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Luke Harper. Oh, that's right, Luke Harper. Okay, well, good question. I got you covered right here. You called the right place, uh, Kyle. Let me help you out. And thank you for calling, buddy, from the Philippines. So here's the deal. Uh, most of, and I'm, I'm, I, I haven't. I'm pretty sure, like what Dean Ambrose is wearing, they're not jeans. They look like jeans. I'm 99% sure. There are, there is a spandex that a lot of wrestlers use and seamstress use to make tights for guys and or girls that are very flexible and you can wrestle in them. And they're, they're just, they look like blue jeans or, you know, black jeans, whatever. Um, I, I'm trying to remember. I remember the Dudleys. I remember, no, it was just, maybe it was just Devon by himself. I think we were in TNA when yeah, Bubba was doing Bully Ray and Devon was on his own. I'm trying to remember after the Aces and Eights, and Devon was wearing look like black jeans. And I remember him telling me like, I said, "Dude, what?" Are you? He goes, "Nah, this is they're not jeans." And it was like a spandex, and it looked like jeans. He said the most comfortable thing he ever worked in. And um, now, as far as Luke Harper, his really looked like loose like. Carpenter jeans. For those that remember Carpenter jeans, they look like jeans. I, I, I'm assuming they're not. Because there's a, you need, not to be, you know, trying to be funny here, but in the crotch of, of your tights or trunks, or if you're wearing jeans or sweatpants or whatever, that's the key. 
because the stuff rips and you know that's where you need most of your flexibility because of all the moving you're doing and you don't know physically in a wrestling match you know which way you're going to go if you're taking a bump over the top or you land maybe your, your foot gets caught your legs you end up doing an inverted a split by accident a quasi split and the next thing you know you, 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 you blow out your pants no one wants to run around with their ass hanging around off TV. And you, you blow out at Yucca Flats. You know what I mean? So you got to be careful of that, you know? So usually it's spandex. Tell you a quick story, by the way. Uh, nothing to do with wrestling. A lot to do with blowout at Yucca Flats. Boys and girls, pull up your stools. It is now time for Taz Tales. Ah, this might be... First time ever that there's two Taz Tales in one show. Um, but the first one in this show really wasn't a Taz Tale because the interim producer thought it was a like co-host Jones conversation, and it's not. <laughs> Taz Tales means it's all about me. This is the one time in the show where it's about me. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So what happens is I'm on vacation a couple of years ago, right? And I- I'm in the lovely Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Every once in a while, my family and I, will go to Cape Cod. We like it there. And uh, we're going to go to dinner with some other family members that are staying at a place right near our place, right? Fancy Dan Jones, the water, the whole thing. We're going to go to a restaurant for dinner. You got to make reservations like six months out. You, you know, they want you, you know, they, you got to, you know, it's dress code to a degree. You know, fancy city Jones. I mean, you know, so I'm not a big wearing slacks type of guy, to use a word from the 80s. But, um... <laughs> Or trousers or britches. But I'm more of a guy that's short sweatpants, elastic waistband Jones. So now my wife's thinking that you got to wear, you got to, when we're going on the vacation, you got to bring some nice slacks with you. She didn't say slacks. You got to bring some nice pants with you. I'm like, all right. So I got some badass khakis, some nice khakis. You know, some khakis are nice. I'm going to wear some boat shoes. I'm going to go in there like yacht Jones, right? So I'm like, I'm on, like I own a yacht. You know what I mean? And uh, I'm gonna go. I'm not wearing a polo shirt. I got the I got the whole thing going on. I, I got the whole summer look. I'm on the beach. I'm eating crab. I, I'm I'm doing the whole thing, right? So we're gonna go to dinner. All right, my whole family, all everybody's in their respective rooms, getting dressed or whatever. Now we go out the guy. I got everything. Everybody's like, oh wow, you look so handsome. Oh, thank you. I look great. I know. Right. So um, I'm driving. I'm going to drive, and I have uh, you know my family in the car and uh, another member of another family in my car from my family, a lot of families. And, um, you know, because I got a big truck. It's like a school bus. Like, it's, it's huge. It's, it's, just, it's a 10-row truck. You know, we have a, a, a team of people that sit in the truck. And everybody gets in. Of course, I'm a gentleman. I open the door for my wife, yada, yada, ba, ba, ba. And I'm strutting around. Big shot Jones. I got my fancy khakis on. And dinner reservations are 7 p.m. And it's close to the restaurant. And we are like five minutes to seven. And my wife's cutting promos. Move your ass. Let's go. Hurry up. What the F are you doing? Sweet girl. And um, I open the door for myself. I get in the car because my you know, I don't have the longest legs in the world. Let's be honest. And the truck is high. So I got to, you know, I kind of kind of step up a little bit here. It's just, you know, it's a big truck. I step up, I get in the seat, and blow out at Yucca Flats. I split my pants from the zip cap. Bro, from the zipper 
all the way up to the upper end of my ass crack. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm talking about straight. I'm talking about uh, Moses when he parted the Red Sea. I don't want to yes, talk, I don't wanna talk religion. I don't want to talk religion. Uh, please stop. Don't don't. Let's not cause more problems. But you know when the sea parted. Right and everything, yes. You know, and it's just like that's what and happened. They weren't they weren't like Cesaro pants and no. just tear away, right? <laughs> well, they were after that. I'm like, and now I'm sitting there and I got boxes on, you know, that are striped. I always wear striped boxes, you know, navy with a, a black. I'm bigger than the navy black stripe. And now I got the boxes. And I'm sitting there in my boxes, and everybody's around. And my wife's like, "Okay, you got to back." She don't know know what happened. She's like, "Let's go." I go, "I can't." She goes, what do you mean? I go, my pants. I ripped. What? I go, I blew up my pants. <laughs> <laughs> now I got to go back into the gimmick, into the house. And now, of course, we're late. But yeah, that's what happened. On the way to fancy dinner, blow out. And of course, what do I do? I bring one pair of fancy slacks. Wow. Shorts Jones. Yeah, now I gotta go into the place with shorts and loafers on, but they were, they were. <laughs> I would have just thrown flip flops on at that Bro, point. I almost did, <laughs> I, but I had they were like khaki wow. shorts. And now the Major D Jones, he's like, oh, "Sir, I mean, listen, bro, look it, you know, I'm coming in. Okay, no dungarees I'm, for you. Oh yeah, I'm coming in. I got, I got a nice shirt on. I got fancy dance shorts on. Okay, I got nice loafers on. I got no socks on. My calves are huge." I'm coming in. There was no way you weren't going in that restaurant. No, bro, I, there, there would have been police involvement. Right. I mean, I'm just telling you right now. Because we made the reservations probably 10 months later. The meal cost about $65,000. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's how expensive the place was. And the guy's going to cut a promo on me because I, 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 don't, I don't have pants on. Shut up, sir. Take your bow tie and stick it up your ass. <laughs> All right, on that note, I got to go to break. Other side of break, we'll be on Facebook Live at facebook.com slash Show. I'll continue talking about the uh, NXT and take a couple more phone calls. Be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, we're back here in the Taz Show, uh, Fourth Quarter City. So uh, we're going to wrap this thing up here soon. I'm going to get a little bit more into NXT. And I think we're on Facebook right now, Facebook Live, I should say. Facebook.com slash The Taz Show. So I'm going to grab a phone call to in a second. But before I do that, I noticed a very interesting tweet by someone trying to find a guy. Um, where is it? Where is it? Hold on. I'm looking. I'm checking. Yeah. Oh, no, that's not it. That guy. No, this. No. Well, I'm trying to find a guy. Just he said something about the laughter. I mentioned, uh, you know, uh, Big Robbie Vikings laugh. And that a lot of people don't like it, but he said he... Uh, oh, here it is, Chris. Okay, Chris, this is uh, at Aguilo420. Aguilo uh, he's saying, please, Captain... Uh, Captain... The Captain's laugh. He's saying, Captain's laugh is worse. Hashtag fake laugh. Hashtag the Taz Show. That's an interesting comment. Of course, when the, the, the Captain first started on the show... There are many people saying that he, not many, some were saying that he was like a, you know, a fanboy-esque, even though he's not, and we've learned to see that he's not, he has his own mind, he's a genius, and he's going to be missed, but some were saying he didn't like his, they didn't like his laugh back in the day, or that he would laugh at anything I said. Do you understand where I'm coming from, Rob? Yes. That's a big problem. Yes. Because that's contrived, that's, yeah. and, and the audience, this audience... They read through 
So the best policy is the honesty policy. Captain knows that. And Captain was just laughing because he just couldn't. That was his way to get through the two hours. Very tough for him the first start with that show. <laughs> but he persevered by God, and he's a star now. He's such a big star. The show's going on, and you don't even have to be here anymore. He just walked out of the room. It's no problem. I'm so used to him being here. So when he's not in the room, Rob, and I'm just in the room with you in the studio, I, I feel like, now what? Wow. Maybe this show is going to fail without him. Any information on that information I actually look into? It was read and not answered. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, no one has any clue what I'm talking about. No, we'll, uh, we'll keep the audience posted on that. Oh, great. Time. That's great. Again, in charge, Jones. Listen to me. Relax, okay? You're going to have a problem. So anyway, that's the deal. Don't stare at me like that. I, I get confrontational. You got to be careful how you look at me. Please don't make eye contact with me. I get nuts. <laughs> to realize what you're dealing with here, sir. This is not uh, a normal human being. Corey in St. Louis, you are on the Taz Show. Hey, how you doing, Taz? What's up, big guy? Hey, man, I just wanted to tell you thanks for doing this show. I really appreciate it. It does a lot for me in the morning, personally. All right, bro. To get thank me you. ready for work. Hey, man, I, hey. Listen, oh, I want to thank you. Thank you for uh, listening or watching and supporting the show. And I can help pass some time for you. That's a big deal. That's cool, bro. Thanks, man. Absolutely. So I had an observation I wanted to run by you and see if you agreed. Okay. In regards to 205 Live, yes. I think I know why they may be moving it to uh, SmackDown. Or, okay. Uh, after SmackDown. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, well, not to predict the unpredictable Vince McMahon, but I feel that they're doing that to even out the uh, hours with Raw. Because those who are watching the show and willing to watch it on the network, as well as those who are live in the arena, they now get three hours of wrestling just like Raw does. Um, I mean, it's not a bad thought, but you have to understand, though, uh, Corey, and this is the truth, it's all about what we see in the WWE's world, and it's the right way to think if you're the WWE. It's what we see on television that, at the end of the day, really matters. It's what we see on the WWE Network that really matters. <clears throat> so my point is, it's about the number one thing that WWE, besides putting on good TV, Corey, that they want to do, is they want to do great storytelling every single show. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. Okay, so the thing is, bro, that that is storytelling has nothing to do with appeasing the live audience. You know what I mean, bro? So the no, thing right. the thing the thing is, that's why I was saying the other day, I'm feeling that, yo, let's put the, the, these cruiserweights on SmackDown as long as Kalisto wins at Survivor Series, you know, and, and, and we have them win. Let's put it on SmackDown so then we uh, can tease stories as a hook leading people that they have to watch 205 Live. Follow? No, right. Yeah. Right. I was just I, I was just saying that because since it's coming on directly after SmackDown in the same arena, then opposed to people coming to SmackDown yeah. only for yeah. those, you know, yeah, yeah. For the house, as we call we, we call that for the house. Yeah, no, I, that part I don't disagree with. But I'm telling you, look, their first, their first, um, their first goal is not the house. Their first goal is what we see as the viewer at home or on the WWE Network. But that's a good thought by you, Corey. And I appreciate you calling and I appreciate your support, dude. Uh, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I just happen to be more right. No, no, Corey. You know I'm joking. You and I go way back, Corey. St. Louis. I have a task tale about that, but I won't do it in this show. I was at a restaurant once in St. Louis, a small little dive, not even a restaurant, next to the airport there. Right before SmackDown, I was flying in. I was running a little late. 
and I stopped in to get some grub. I bite into something. It was like a French fry or something. Oil spewed out, burned the friggin' roof of my mouth. I, I'm like, oh, maybe I can miss work tonight. I can go to work and say, ah, it was, just, it was burning hot. It was like flames coming out of this French fry, flaming. Of course, who else is late for work and they stop and sit and have a meal? And I did. I had a turkey burger with some French fries. And I bite into the burger. It was flaming hot, dude. It was flaming, just burning hot into my roof of my mouth. Hurt like the dickens. It's like, choom, spew Jones. It just, it just spewed out. It was awful. It was awful. Rub dirt in my ass, Nick. And that's what happens sometimes. Sometimes you, you burn your mouth there like, like, uh, like here on the Facebook Live. Like, like Ignacio Vesquez says, uh, burn your mouth, Jones. It's burning up. So anyway, uh, so when I hear St. Louis, I think of that moment. It was not fun. Where else were we? we were at, I was talking about the, uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah the, the NXT. I gave you a lot of thoughts on the openings of the gimmick. Uh, then we saw uh, the first two matches, I should say, the, the, the Dustin Rose Tag Team Classic. Then we saw Rachel Evers versus Amber Moon, okay? Now, this Amber Moon, okay, she's an excellent, excellent worker. I've, ta- I've watched her work before. I put her over on my show. Then I watched her closely last night. She's really good. She has very, very big potential. She does. I'm not crazy about the gimmick. I'm not. It's different. I, I give them credit with the gimmick. I'm not crazy about it, but it's, it's, the more I watch it, the more I'm into it, you know, with the eyes and the red eyes and all that stuff. It's okay. It's just, you know, everybody, you know, she's an entertainer. It's an acquired taste, the gimmick. I'm an acquired taste. People in the public eye that entertain are acquired tastes, you know. So she, I, I think the gimmick's getting to me a little bit, but I, I, I'm not, still not sold on this crazy girl with the eyes and the red Man, just, just, she needs something, I guess, but just let her go work. You know what I mean? And they, they're letting her work. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not saying they're not letting her work. They're letting her work. She's good, man. Real good. Expect big things from her, and she deserves it. Um, now, she worked against this young lady who was very good, had good intensity, Rachel Levers from uh, St. Paul, Minnesota. Now, I'm pretty sure I need your help here, uh, Viking Rob, on a GTS. Uh, Rachel Evers, I'm thinking this might be Precious Paul Ellering's daughter. That's what I might have talked about this on the show in the past, or I've heard this somewhere. I think this girl is his daughter. I'm pretty. I know she's a wrestler. I know she, I could have sworn I talked about it before on my show. I'm just confusing maybe because they have a lot of different female talent that work there at NXT. But um, maybe you're checking it out. That's cool. But during this match, there was a spot I want to tell you guys about. And uh, yes, Rob. Okay, thank you, Rob. Give me the thumbs up. So yes. Uh, Yes, she is Rachel Ellering, uh, and her coach was Lance Storm. Oh, the Lance Storm, my man Lance. Uh, Lance, I told you about Lance's dojo. He does a great job up there in Canada. You want to get trained right, you go up there, you can get trained right. Uh, That's like, I talked about wrestling schools, not to get into it. You know, Dudley's down in Florida, Lance up there, you can't go wrong, you know what I mean? Uh, but anyway, back to, back to this match. There was a spot in this match, kind of a, a nub-worthy thing. Nub Jones. There was a spot in this match where Evers, Rachel Evers, uh, she hit a really nice gut-wrench suplex on, uh, on Amber, on Amber Moon. Is it Ember or Amber? I think it's Ember. With an E. Mm-hmm. Okay. I keep saying Amber. All right, so Ember Moon. So... Evers hits this a really nice gut wrench, and it was done at the right spot in the match. And her timing by by uh, Rachel Evers was excellent because. Um, oh, by the way, now it just connected to me. What I'm sorry, I'm sidetracked. Jones, <laughs> Lance Storm trained her. Right. 
I you know I don't think it's so. I mean, you could go. I think Lance's shoot last name is Evers. I think so. Maybe you can GTS. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I don't think it's a C. Lance is a very famous guy. I'm sure you can find it on Wikipedia. Because none of us have any privacy. We know that. It is. Thumbs up yeah. Jones. There it is. Yes. Yeah. So Connection Jones. So yes. they named her after the guy who trained her. Okay. And he was trained by Stu Hart. Yeah, that I know. That I knew. Dungeon. Dungeon. So, um, okay. So there you go. There's, so anyway, back to this gut wrench suplex. I'm going to tell you about this. Yo, this was really cool by two young athletes, wrestlers here, these two young girls. That it was just, this is a subtle, freaking subtle nuance that I love. I love what they did, man. Like, as a former wrestler, you know, that that tried to pay attention to the little nuances. Like, I'm going to tell you about this thing that was so freaking cool. And you're going to think, dude, all that for that? Yes, all that for that. So, Rachel uh, hooks uh, Ember for the gut wrench. And the way she hooks her is perfectly. She pauses, she times it the right way, but this is just a couple of seconds where Ember, while she's in the gut wrench, what is she doing? She's trying to punch her way out of the gut wrench. She's trying to punch, I don't know if it was the side or the arm, I don't remember where she was hitting Rachel, but she was punching her, punching her, punching her, trying to break the, she knew the gut wrench was coming, and instead of just laying there, getting ready to take the gut wrench and just take the bump, she was trying to fight out of it. It's not only hard to do mentally to, to think that way when you're in a match. It's it's not it, it's it's almost harder to do sometimes because you're tired. Like your your adrenaline's flowing. Even in a TV match that's not long, it's a very it's an adrenaline rush. And most of you guys never experienced it, but you can only imagine when you're going to wrestle on live TV or WWE Network or anything. You know you really have your blood is pumping before you go through that curtain. And when you're out there. The adrenaline that you see these athletes that you assume they have, they have. So you get tired sometimes when you're newer and younger quicker, even if you're in great shape, because that's a whole other topic of how and why wrestlers get tired that I'll talk about down the road. But you don't normally see younger people like this in a TV match that think like that. And for, for Ember to think that way, to fight out of that gut wrench, but she didn't unsuccessfully. She took the suplex, and she took it great. Her trying to punch her way out of that throw was so smart and so excellently done. I don't know if the agents told her or if Ember did it on her own or if Rachel told her. I don't know who came up with it or who, who discussed it. I know you might be thinking, dude, that's such a simple thing. No, it's a simple thing that's not done enough. And it's a simple thing that you see guys that are veterans that are making a lot of money don't do. That are making a lot more money than Ember Moon. <laughs> and they're not doing this, and they should be. It's a very, very important thing. And it's hard to do sometimes when you're in the middle of a match and you're tired, you're thinking of, okay, what's the next spot? What am I going to do after I take this bump? These are things that go through your head. How's the, what time are we at? Where are we at on time? There's so much that goes happens during a match. You guys really, I hate to be like that, but you don't, you don't know it. It's, it's a lot of stress, you know? It really is. It's not as simple as these people make it look. So especially, you know, when there's cameras involved, the TV. So anyway, I just wanted to, Give those girls credit on that. And it was a very good match. I enjoyed it. Ember won the match. But you know what? Um, she's physical. She's real good. Uh, and this Rachel Evers has got a big upside. Big potential. I like her, too. I think she's good. So, uh, I, I, you know, look, we've seen some excellent female talent leave NXT and go into Raw or SmackDown like, you know, Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch and Charlotte and Alexa Bliss. We've seen this, and we're still seeing it. You know, uh, or, or Bailey, you know, whoever else I'm missing, you know, all awesome workers. And it's all because of the NXT building block system there.
and you could see the next group of these girls, um, like an Ember Moon, uh, uh, like maybe Rachel Evers. Naya. Naya Jax, another one who's on Raw. Uh, uh, oh, Raw SmackDown, I can't remember. She's on uh, at the main level, whatever you'd call it. I think she's on Raw. What is she on, Raw, SmackDown? No, she's on SmackDown. Thank you. Um, but, you know, that stuff is, you know, building the building of the talent is vital. And we're seeing that happen with the NXT. Not that the guys aren't being built right at NXT, but we're seeing more success, in my opinion, of the girls once they leave NXT going into the, the main either Raw or SmackDown. We are seeing it. Thank you, Tamina Wu, on Facebook Live. She said Raw. So Facebook Live, dudes, a delay, just so you understand, Rob. It's a delay from what we have here. Okay. Um, I don't know how long of a delay, but it's definitely a delay. Yeah, Everyone... now that I think about it, she she is on Raw. She came out for the Charlotte uh, segment when they were chanting for Bailey and everything. Correct, correct. There's a cot over there if you like to lay down and take a nap. Well, I'm ready to go. Oh, you're good? Okay. Yeah, no. Just because I don't, like just because I don't sound or look away. Pipe down Jones. That's what you are. You're, you're piping down a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. Calm Viking Rob. I like this. Mellow Jones. That's that's a new one. That's your new name, Mellow Jones. That's actually Mellow the... Jones. <laughs> that's not bad. It's all pipes. Mellow Jones, buddy. Yeah. Who else is the other one I was thinking of? Um, uh, no, I was thinking of somebody else. No one even knows what I'm talking about right now. I go into that sometimes. <laughs> Wayne Noon on Facebook Live says, Sleepy Time Jones. Mm. Yes, well done. Yes. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Sleepy the Chan Man. Oh, Chan Man's love watching. The Chan, Man. Chan Man's the man. He said, like, you might not love me after this. He goes, he, meaning you, were tweeting Who's at he? 1 a.m. You. Who's he? You, he's he, he. He said you were tweeting at 1 a.m. That's correct. What the hell's going on with that? You're supposed to be getting ready for work. Well, I worked till, I worked at the fan till midnight last night and came home and was preparing for the show. I sent out, uh, you know, our, our little rundown there that we have. A little rundown. Oh, my God. You didn't just say that. Oh, boy. Can I teach you something? A little rundown. Listen to me, condescending Jones. Listen to me. I'm going to tell you a little story. Okay, a little thing that pisses off wrestlers. Like, and I wish Paul Heyman was in here right now because he, he would be cracking up laughing. That's something that wrestlers sometimes, like that are higher level guys in the card than younger guys or whatever. They say, oh, yeah, he had a good little match. Oh, he's a good, let me finish. He's a good little worker. Good little wrestler. Good little mm-hmm. worker. They don't mean size, they, they mean. That's such like a left-handed compliment when they say that stuff. So when you say a little rundown, I take offense to that. Uh, you may have taken offense to it, but that's not what I meant. But I was up last night. And, uh, By the way, when you see the fan, bro, they, people don't know what the fan uh, is. WFAN in New York is right. the Sports Radio 66. It's the number one sports station in the country. Number one. Uno, I, uno, uno, I work uno. over there, but that's my second most important position. This is CBS. your first. Correct. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lying Jones. According um, to Seth, yes. According to Seth. <laughs> He's right. What do you mean, according to Seth? What the hell's that? Oh, that's funny. Um, what else do we got? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I was talking about, Let me just wrap this thing up on the, what do you call it, on the, uh, on the uh, NXT gimmick. So uh, we saw the uh, a unique twist to a contract signing with Nakamura and Samoa Joe. Uh, you know, I liked it. It was different, you know, honestly. I thought it was kind of cool. Uh, Joe wouldn't go down to the ring. He made Regal come to the stage. Joe came out with his own table. It was different. It was very different. I, I like it. It creates more heat for Joe. They got heat on the heel because Joe's the type of heel that you want to like. So they keep separation, physical separation, at the hands of the character Samoa Joe where Joe suggested. And he's saying, ah, oh, this guy's an animal, blah, blah, blah. And he's keeping himself away from Nakamura the right way with heat. It's great. 
I don't, I don't know who came up with that idea, but it was it was well done. And the more you think about it, that's good heat for Joe. And like I said, Joe's a tough heel to have heat on because he's such a good worker, a good talker. People like him. He's got such a cult following now. It's not cult anymore. It's big. Um, and then they had Nakamura flipped out, and he beat up the security in the ring. after. No, I think he beat him up first, then he signed a contract, whatever the hell he did. Um, the only thing that was, it was odd with this was that he beat up the security right in front of William Regal, who was standing on the apron, just watching, but William Regal, I, he was in a tough spot, the character as the GM. But he, I think he sold it right, Regal, because he just put his head down like, oh, man, I just this has gone so far. This guy's out of his mind. These guys want to tear each other apart. Like he, he shook his head like, man, it just won't end, while Nakamura was beating up the uh, security. It was different. Um, I would have liked a little better, in my opinion, if Regal wasn't in the camera shot on the apron, but I guess he had to be. That's just my opinion. I mean... Uh, I'm probably overthinking it because I'm guilty of that at time. Um, you know. So, um, Tello Royal said, The hat's not a good look. Mario Bros. Joan. I don't know what, what what hat. Is it my hat? Buy a hat. I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what hat he's talking about. I mean, is it my hat? Is it your hat? Oh, Mario Brothers. What kind of hat do they wear? They wore the white hats i guess like the white oh, uh, painter hats my hat's the white not white. overalls yeah my it's hat's not. not white it's, it's carolina not. blue yeah my hat's not white you know what i'm gonna wear a white hat tomorrow because i'm a good guy that's right i'm wearing a white hat tomorrow i'm gonna wear a white hat on saturday and sunday too and i'll wear a white hat on monday like the good humor man wears uh, the not, white hat no like him but different i will wear a white hat all the time you want a white hat i'll wear a white hat buy a hat i'll wear a hat i'll wear a white hat i don't care i'll wear it if you want me to i will day night Cold, hot. Fine. You want to knock my hat? Sky Blue Jones, like Ray Carter said. That's the hat. I'm wearing a Carolina blue, sky blue, light blue hat. Really? Now, now I, I, I got to wear what people want me to wear now? What is going on here? Entitlement Jones. Like, it doesn't end. <laughs> I got a hey, guy. You know Taz, by the way. I got a guy on Facebook bitching about what color hat I'm wearing. The hat doesn't work for you. Dude, unless, unless you and I have the same ring through marriage in a church and we sleep there to each other at night, you ain't telling me what to wear, son. Who wears a cape? Maybe we get your cape, too. It's unbelievable. Bobby Patterson, Peterson on Facebook Live said, you should wear a powder blue tux. <laughs> that's funny. Cumberbund <laughs> <So, laughs> or what? Yeah, Cumberbund Jones, sure. <laughs> Come really? The hat doesn't work for you. You know what? Facebook Live doesn't work for you. You're banned. How about that? Buy a hat. Unbelievable. Got a guy talking about my hat. Well, but... Very sensitive. You guys know that. Are you sure he's not talking about my hat? Uh, I don't know. You said white hat. You started this. Your hat's charcoal gray. Yeah. I don't know which hat he's talking about. I think he's talking about my hat. Uh-oh, maybe not. Talio World said no with a bunch of O's, exclamation point. No! That's what he said. Well, what do you mean, Tallow? This is all old hat to me. <laughs> that was a good one. Thank you. <laughs> that was a good one. I'll be here all week. Oh, look at Shane. Shane, uh, Scott, he topped it. He goes, hats off to you, Taz. <laughs> <laughs> I want to wait here. This this show's going to run late. I don't care. I want to hear. Let's go. What Tallo is banned. He's not banned. I want to hear no. what he says. What hat is he talking about? Which one? He said, no. No what? 
I, if you're not knocking me, then I'll put you over. If you're knocking, hat. I mean, if you're knocking me, we're gonna go at it. I'm still waiting. We'll take our time. No problem. <laughs> People listen to the on demand like, oh god, I don't care about oh, this. Oh my goodness. The hell with this guy in his hat comment. I gotta get my stuff out of the microwave. I'm man. like a dog. <laughs> I'm like a dog with a bone. Here it is. Here it is. he goes. Tallow said, "Has." You look like Mario from Mario Brothers with the hat. So he is talking about me. Yeah. Talio, you are now banned. Wow. <laughs> I always thought you looked more like Luigi. <laughs> that's great. I always thought you looked like a guy that's not on the show anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Co-host Jones with the comedy. <laughs> Bring the jokes. Coffee Jones. Bro, I'll eat your lunch. I don't like Luigi. I don't like Mario either. Can't catch your tongue. Hey, yes. Tough guy. What happened? Where are you? Yeah. I'm right here. Oh, you're right here. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right there. You're right there. You're right everywhere. That's right. I'm waiting. Yeah, all right. Anyway, on that note, fun show as usual. Making friends everywhere. Tallow, Royal. You know I'm teasing you, brother. He just said, oh, okay. just I love this show. You're welcome, bro. No. I appreciate it. It's all good. Listen, I appreciate everybody who checked out the show on Twitter. Uh, thank you. Or following the show on Twitter or listening to the show live at TashShow.com or right here on Facebook Live if you're doing that. For the captain who's floating around somewhere, Big Rob the Viking, everybody else here on the Taz Show, thank you. We'll be at you tomorrow. The captain's last show's tomorrow. I can't believe it. Talk to you guys tomorrow. To be honest, I don't even have a top ten Me against the world, I've been doing what I really love Haters been hiding behind the screen, man, they movie cuts And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same Cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up I wanna go back to days with no grades We ordered the kids meal, play ball, that's all day now I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page But these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now, I've been wondering where the party at Cause all of my concerns got me wondering Where they got the Bacardi at To so go and pour another drink just to get away We gotta live it up, Carolina here to stay I'm hoping I won't let you go Since I was shooting hoops, no issues, you know what I've been going through. And it's for the team, no, I go for my dreams. I've been on tours and screens.